I do hope this is sick and wrong, drunk outline. Um, I'm calling from the UK, and Lance, you're totally right. I have fucked for so long that you basically need to fake an orgasm. And it's ever so simple. Women have been managing to do it for a long time. And it's simply, oh, oh, baby, fuck you, yeah, yeah, baby. Ah, ah. And then you can fucking go to the bathroom and clean your dick and go sleep. Fucking bint. Activate my girly horse dick. Initiate you claw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin geek upload. System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? Nothing. How was uh how was your holiday party last week? Uh Festive? I left after about an hour. So that was good. Well, I have another a... one tonight. Shit, dude. That's yeah. dual holiday parties. It's a lot it sucks. of it's a lot of festivus going on over there. And just the gall to have it on a Saturday, it completely burns my ass. You don't know why, because what majority of people at your company probably are married, they have kids. What else are they doing on Saturday? Exactly. You know? I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> this is fun for them. They love it. You know, uh, my holiday party was last weekend, and uh, it was very, you know, it was kind of, a, it, was very, it was rather tame, relatively uneventful. I mean, I got kind of drunk, but, mm-hmm. you know, no hijinks. I'm not getting drunk. I'm not going to get drunk tonight. I'm just going to leave. As soon as possible. So do you just kind of go in? You, you you just put in your FaceTime, say hi to a couple people, and then have a drink and dinner. Leave? So I have to have the whole dinner. <laughs> I oh, talk so, about this every year. Yeah. I, I have to, to sit week. through the dinner, and then I'm just going to go. I'm going to take public transportation, and I'm going to use that as an excuse that I have to catch my train back. It's, that's a good idea. I mean, I was only at mine for a couple hours, and then we just went out and got obliterated in the city. You know, I was bummed I uh, didn't get to run into you, but... What was going on? Like the the next day on that Sunday, you're like you had to have your penny farthing races or something. It's like a little. Do you, do you, was that was is that what you were doing? Like a bike race? No, it wasn't a race. It was just a bar crawl on a penny farthing bike, though, right? No, it wasn't a penny farthing. No, it wasn't a penny farthing. <laughs> a lot of people had their bikes decorated uh, with holiday cheer flare. Is this I a SantaCon thing? No. That's gay. Okay. Okay. for frat frat dudes. Well, what was going on? Because uh, I thought we were going to hang out and go to the bar, but instead you're like, I have my bike group. Fuck off, dude. I told you exactly (laughs) the bar you could have met met us at. It's just a normal bar. I I said we're going to be here and you you couldn't make it for some reason. I was kind of hungover, actually. Right. So don't blame me. Well, what was we, the, what we was were going deal? from bar to bar, so you wouldn't even have to bike. You could, I just told you, you know, you can show up at this bar at this time. That'll be the last bar we're at, and then we'll get plowed. Uh, so you just okay. So you guys just rode your bike around from bar to bar. Isn't that kind of dangerous? Are you allowed to drink and drive on bikes? Drink and ride? Uh, there are like fifty people. <laughs> so once you get that many people, who can, you know, what are the cops going to do? Yeah, I guess that's true. 
<laughs> was there any uh, accidents or anything like that? No one fell? Not that I saw, I don't think. Oh, no sick. accidents. Did you wear a helmet? No. <laughs> Not a Santa hat either. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. I ended up uh, on Sunday being extremely hungover. I think I slept till about 4 o'clock. I mean, we were up late. Well, that's like before. two hours later than normal for you. Yeah, it's a couple hours later than usual. And so, uh, But you know what was good for me on Sunday is I got to spend quality time with Jeffrey. It's been a while. Yeah? Did you I, go to his, his apartment? His it's pit? been like, this is the first time I've been to his apartment over a year probably. My sister hasn't been to Jeffrey's apartment, even though they live a block away from each other, in three and a half years. Well, I mean, she might get pregnant, right? <laughs> you could get pregnant because like semen in there is taking like a like a cloud form. It's like spores. They're just but they're just kind of floating in the air, right? So when you walk in, like yeah, you know Stephanie, if like it could just attach to her skin. Next, you know, she's like, you know, just seeps down to her uterus, pregnant. <laughs> exactly. Incest That's how baby. it works. I know. You never well, eat. it could be other dudes' semen too. There's just a lot of semen semen in that apartment. (laughs) You just have like some random ethnicity baby. You wouldn't even know what it is. Well, so Jeffrey and I haven't hung out in a long time. I mean, I'll see him when I come up every, if he's not busy and I haven't been to his bar in a while, which I feel bad about, but Jeffrey has a very demanding social calendar. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) Oh, the things that Jeffrey has going on. So many things. He's so (laughs) Jeffrey, Jeffrey's Franklin planner is pretty much Uh booked out. A month in advance, so just in like post its sticking halfway out, or he's got like double booked on things and like notes and stuff. I have to schedule. I mean, I'll have to call him and schedule. And usually, I don't even get to talk to him. I have to talk to his like rent boy, and his rent boy gives me gives him his the personal message. assistant. Yeah, Jeffrey's personal assistant. <laughs> <laughs> but it's his birthday, so he kind of had to hang out with me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, we end up getting him a Chrome bag. You know, oh, really? Like, yeah, Gone are the days of Twilight pillows and stuff. Yeah, you know, we did have a, a funny picture we we're going to get him with these two, like, uh, and I posted it to Instagram. It's just like a train of old guys, like, naked. It's like mm-hmm. a picture of someone painted. This guy, this dude, this artist, all he does is paint pictures of old guys having orgies. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. In the Castro, I assume, was, he's located. No, it was, uh, it was at my sister's work. There was this, like, arts and beats thing going on, this arts event that they have. Uh, but there was one artist there. I forgot the guy's name. But yeah, he had like these massive paintings. I mean, it was like the size of a wall, just this canvas of just a bunch of naked old men having an orgy. Wow. And he didn't even call the painting Lemon Party. And the, the funniest <laughs> thing about know, Did you ask him if he knew about the Lemon Party? I did. And he had never heard of it before. And the of funny course. thing about it, he was, yeah, he was Asian. That's his name. His name is David Chung. C-H-E-U-N-G. <laughs> and I was talking to uh, my sister's boss about this who puts on the show. And I was like... So is that dude just really into naked, like old men? Is that his thing? And he's like, no, he's not even gay. Like, you <laughs> gotta be kidding, me. right? Who's painting pictures of naked old men that's not gay? This is like the dude who works at Jeffrey's bar, who's who's just a straight white guy. Oh, he's just a straight white guy. He just enjoys working here in this massively gay bar every day. You can't be straight and work in that environment. I mean, but that guy, like, does that guy still claim to be straight or does Jeffrey talk to him anymore or has he finally come out of the closet? No, that guy's, that guy's friends with Jeffrey. He doesn't work at the bar anymore. He works oh. at another gay bar called Tracks on H Street. Uh-huh. But, but he's, he's not gay. He, no, he's straight. But, and all of his friends are gay and he works at a gay bar. Yeah. Sure, straight guy, though. He's straight, though. He's just a, he's just a normal bro. 
Yep. yep. Who happens to, you know, why <laughs> don't, don't judge me, bro. Well, he always, what did he say? He's like, I get better tips. I'm like, yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. A tip. Mushroom tips. Up in your b-hole. So anyway, we I tried to get the picture for him. We might still be able to get that picture. We got the chrome bag for him instead, which he liked. And uh, so we hung out with him on Sunday. And so then Jeffrey was like, I was trying to get him to go see uh, the movie Wreck-It Ralph. Because we get really stoned and go see Wreck-It Ralph. He I, I wanted to see that movie, but I can't stand Sarah Silverman. So it's not in the cards for me. Well, P-Town worked on the movie. So I kind of I feel know. like you know we should probably go check <laughs> it out. I feel that too, but Sarah Silverman, dude, can't do it. it. It sounds like the concept of the movie is funny. The premise. You know, right. The Everything about it would be totally up my alley, but uh, can't hack Sarah I mean, it's Sarah Silverman has that stupid fucking and just annoying, grating, like little kid personality that she does normally. And in this movie, she actually plays an annoying little kid. I mean, it's got to be like just heaped on. Is she one of the main characters? I believe so. Yeah. So you'd have to hear maybe I could, Maybe P-Town could send me a version with all of her parts edited out and then I could watch that. Or maybe overdubbed with his voice. <laughs> that, would be, that would be incredible. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jeffrey was like, I have no interest in seeing that movie. I was like, dude, that movie's all about like the video game characters that you grew, grew up loving. Like the Nintendo game characters and shit. And he's like, nope, I don't see movies. <laughs> I don't see movies anymore. Yeah, I never understand Jeffrey. He's seen movies with us before. What did we go see? Like Superman or something? Well, the old Superman? Was it? Not this new one? I don't remember what movie the last time I saw a movie with him. I believe it was the old Superman. And he took his uh, his old gay roommate, the guy with the lazy eye, <laughs> and all the birds and shit. He came oh, with us. the bird tattoos. Oh, yeah. No, what what movie was that? Wasn't it I believe a magician it was Superman. movie? It was a no, magician was movie. Magician movie? No, I guess I remember because they're all hot and bothered about the Superman guy. <laughs> well, the Superman where uh, Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor. That one, remember that one? Was oh, a big okay, failure? that was a, that was a Superman from like a few years ago. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, the movie was all right. Whatever. Will he go? Will he go see the new Superman with you? No, he says he doesn't see movies anymore. And I was like, why don't you see movies? He said he can't stay awake. I was like, what hmm. do you mean you can't stay awake? He says I'm I'm narcoleptic now. It was like, you're narcoleptic? It's like, when did this happen? Is this self-diagnosed? He's like, no, narcoleptic. Can't stay awake anymore. <laughs> and, and my sister mentioned this about, mentioned this about him because she sees him, you know, more frequently than I do. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, you know, she goes, it's really weird. He'll just sit there talking and all of a sudden just fall asleep on the, on the, on the, the chair watching TV. She's like, and he'll just sleep. He'll wake up 20 minutes later and be like, oh, hey, what are you doing? Where am I? How old is Jeffrey? You know, I, I don't know if it's like Jeffrey's forty, about to be forty-one. His birthday's next week, actually. So he's only like four or five years older than you and I, right? Yeah, he's like four years older than us. He's not like a sixty-year-old man, <laughs> you know. But in in meth life, Jeffrey's like got to be like sixty-five, seventy in meth years. In meth years, yeah, huh. which is like meth years is like nine normal years, more than dog years. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think he does meth anymore. It's just it's just had permanent. You think the meth damage. will keep him awake? Well, I don't. I mean, I don't know if he still does meth anymore or not. But it sounds like he doesn't because he's just falling asleep all the time. <laughs> <laughs> not really just, a characteristic of meth abuse. I think meth has disrupted his circadian rhythm. Like his sleeping right. pattern is completely disrupted forever. Jeff says he he falls asleep on the shitter, and he'll wake up like an hour later, being like, "Oh, well, what am I doing?" And he just <laughs> and completely he goes to wipe, and it's all dried on his butthole. <laughs> 
<laughs> disgusting. That's probably like the least disgusting thing in Jeff's butthole. <laughs> but so anyway, I was like, okay, well, whatever, dude. We don't have to go see the movie, Mr. Narcoleptic Guy. And uh, he's like, well, come over to my place and I'll show you the new video games that he has. And Jeffrey has like, that's the one thing about Jeffrey. He doesn't, d- doesn't have a boyfriend. You know, he's, he's not in a relationship. He lives in like his little shitty studio apartment in the Tenderloin. Mm-hmm. And the only thing Jeffrey does really, his only hobby, other than being on Grinder, is uh, just video games. That's it. Jeffrey so he has, is hooking up. He just doesn't have a long-term uh, relationship. Jeffrey hooks up a lot. And with young yeah. dudes. Like that's it was funny. He was like, "Oh yeah," because when I got over there, I was like, "Dude, that is fucking gross." There was a condom on the ground. Of course, there's just one. (laughs) I saw that was by the chair, and I was just like, "Dude, I don't want to even sit on that chair." And he's like, "And I made him put a towel down, so I sat on the towel." (laughs) Why do you Why do you have all this faith in the cleanliness of Jeff's towels? Because he took it from the closet, it was clean, but it was still pretty. His apartment is just filthy. It's just disgusting. I mean, quit smoking though, right? Yeah, but now it just smells like B.O. and just yeah. fart and semen. Maybe you prefer the tobacco smell. I would prefer the tobacco smell over the smell of it right now. But so we're we're sitting there, and I'm, he's showing me. Jeff has every video game. Like, he's got the new Hitman Absolution, Far Cry 3. That's um, how he fucks all these young dudes. <laughs> oh, that, exactly. He's got every wanna, video game system. Want to come over and play Mario? <laughs> <laughs> play with my Mario? I'll be Luigi. Um... <laughs> And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got, like, all the video games, and he's showing me all these. Uh, what, what's the other one? He's got Call of Duty, Black Ops. Two. Um, yeah, yeah. He's got, like, a, he's got every new video game. I actually pitched him an idea of him to do a video game review podcast or a vidcast mm-hmm. on uh, YouTube, and he's considering it, but I doubt he ever will. But wouldn't that be great? Reviews from Jeffrey? I would watch games? it. I, I just don't. I mean, he's too lazy to do it. Yeah, I, mean, I shouldn't be casting aspersions. <laughs> he's, I, he's just not motivated in that enough. sort of thing. Right? Yeah, I don't think he's he's. I mean, he makes fun of us for doing this show, right? So it's not cool what we do. It and is Jeffrey's not cool. very very cool person. Well, Jeffrey's got so many things going on, dude. <laughs> Does he have time to do a video cast? He is cool though. I mean, he's like he's like Mike Seaver combined with the Fonz combined with uh. Some gay guy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The uh, slave, Mr. Slave on South Park. Is he a cool gay Yeah, I guess he's a cool gay guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. they dress the same. Right. So the funny thing about it, he's playing Hitman Absolution. And uh, the Hitman's going through there. And, you know, have you played that game? You're the ball guy? I played some of the older ones, I think. You know, I don't know that much about video games anymore. I kind of fell behind in that. I don't, you know, I don't have a video game system. But they're, they're fucking amazing now. They're obviously much more difficult than they used to be, but they they are like visually just incredible, stunning. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching. I don't this know g- if they're that much difficult than they used to be. I don't know. You could do so much in that Hitman game. Like, you have to remember. Yeah, you have to remember a bunch of different sort of game modes and mechanics, but they're not really that hard once you. I guess if yeah, if I sat down and played it for like an hour, I'd probably be fine. Right. But 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 anyway, he's like I'm sitting there watching him play the game, and, uh, and you know the dude's creeping up, and all of a sudden he'll just stop by a rock. And just not move. The, the character just, you know, stopped. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Dude, I was like, what are you doing? You're about to get shot. What are you doing? I look over and there's Jeffrey just holding the video controllers. <laughs> <laughs> just drool coming out of his mouth. And I was just like, dude, what are you doing? I'm snapping my fingers. And he's like, oh, oh what are you doing here? I was like, what are you doing? You're playing video games. He's like, oh, I thought you were in LA. 
No, I'm in your apartment. I'm here for the weekend. He's not just like nodding off as you do like in a boring lecture or something. Like he's fully fucking asleep in dreamland. In dreamland. And then he wakes up and he doesn't know where he is. Like he's in the magical world of penises. And like all of a sudden Uh he like wakes back up and just like, like has no idea what happened, how much time transpired, what people are doing, you know, in his common area. Like, oh, man, <laughs> it was just funny. I was like, finally, I mean, after watching him play, the, it was hard to watch him play a game because, uh, you know, he just kept falling asleep. And finally I was like, hey, dude, I'm going to go. And he's like, huh. didn't even say goodbye. And I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh. I think it was just mid snore. So I was like, ah, uh-huh. whatever. Quality time with Joffrey. Yeah, it was nice. He really, truly is kind of a bear. <laughs> like a bear would just fall asleep like that. Like an actual fucking animal bear. I guess I could kind of see that. He is kind of like a bear. I mean, he sort of hibernates in his yeah. lair. It's a disgusting lair filled with condoms and lube. He gets really I mean, angry once in a while like a bear would. He had three different kinds of lube that were just sitting on his trunk. <laughs> yeah, does, he, does he discuss the lube and stuff, or are you just discussing the, the video games? Is he like, oh, I got these uh, three kinds of lube. <laughs> this one's pretty. This is my favorite. Or do, they just, or do you have to bring it up? No, I was just like, dude. Why do you need three different kinds of lube? He's like, because I like those. Those are the <laughs> kind I like. This is not a reason. Just, those are the ones I like. I mean, he's just very, Jeff's very laconic in his answers. He doesn't really, you know, it doesn't, he doesn't need I think to he just knows himself. that you're just looking to make fun of him. And if he actually went into like why he needs the three different kinds, you would just, you would, you would, uh, you would, you would make fun. I know. Let's Jeff, Jeff doesn't take the red herring they throw out. <laughs> Never does. How many pizza boxes were in there? Like, you know what the funniest thing about it is? I was like, where's the rat? Because I heard about this rat that he he has a rat, not a pet rat. It's just a rat like that lives in his apartment. Uh-huh. And he, he leaves the pizza boxes on the ground because the rat will go in there and eat the crust. Oh, he, he's enjoying having this vermin in his house. Does is not it named call- Lemmy Winks? <laughs> it's not a gerbil. It's a rat. Well, I look Jeff, for it. Jeff's, Jeff's advanced to up a couple stages. Up you ever see the secret of Nim? <laughs> How many are in there? <laughs> There's a whole colony inside Jeff's colon. <laughs> and they're smart rats, actually. They're very intelligent. <laughs> so he gets the young boys in his house. But mm-hmm. so I was thinking about Jeffrey. After I left, I was thinking about Jeffrey. And I came back here and everything. And then uh, yesterday, I read about that horrible tragedy that occurred in uh, is it Connecticut. Right. Newport, Connecticut? Newtown. Newtown. Newtown, Connecticut, where the uh, shooter went in there and killed children. Um, it's horrible. 20 children. Well, it's just, I mean, it's beyond comprehension. It's a horrible tragedy. Columbine, only, they only killed 12. They wounded, like, a bunch more, but only 12 kids died at Columbine. Yeah, but they're also high school kids. I mean, this, this, this guy, this uh, Lanza, went in with uh, two handguns and, like, a semi-automatic rifle and ended up killing like 18 children. Like these are kids like between 5 and 10 years old. Right. The and the, the rifle never got out of the back of the car by the way. Well, he did it every, just with handguns? Yeah. Dude, he, he fired had, 100 he had rounds. This, he had this like assault rifle, but it was the, it was in the back the back seat of the car. Well, I heard he so, had like so 100 everybody's rounds. going off about you know assault rifle ban, which is probably a good idea. Nobody needs that rifle. Uh but it wasn't actually used. I mean, it was he had it available to him, but it wasn't used in the crime. Wow, I'm amazed because they said he he got off like a hundred rounds and uh, just handguns. 
You must have had multiple clips, and uh, I saw something on the. Somebody was like doing an like an actual analysis, like a non-emotional reaction article, uh, which is why I was reading it, and I think I bookmarked it, but I don't know where it is now. Uh, they they're start, they have a name for this type of thing now. It's called pseudo commando spree. Where they wear Which all is, black fatigues and go into well, like clips. Well, you don't have to wear black fatigues, but you know, yeah, it's like the person sort of plans it out and you and like studies military like assault tactic. Like, you know, Anders Brevik would I guess be the same thing. It's not just some guy with a gun who's just blasting away. Well the um, Columbine you know, guys had a plan too. I think they would also probably be pseudo commando. Like they have multiple weapons, they know how to reload them really quickly, that sort of thing. They well, think about, like, where they're going to start, where they're going to move, where they're going to hide. Yeah, to get the highest body count. This this yeah. guy, though, was, like, this nerdy like uh, nerdy kid who had uh, Asperger's. I mean, he had, like, uh, I mean, there were some issues. There's definitely a mental health Asperger's issue. Asperger's no longer exists, by the way. Well, I mean, he was an autistic kid. Whatever. I mean, Did he, you, we, we, we never lamented that, though. I, it's just another sidebar. Yeah, I know, because I always, I think it, just in terms of, of words... Asperger's is a lot cooler to say than autistic. But so the DSM five came out and they and they removed that. They're just lump. They're like it's just now part of the autism spectrum. They're saying, oh, whatever it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, but, but so this- I guess whoever the whoever the guy is who like Asperger's is named after is just kind of fucked. Well, this this kid. I mean, he was only twenty. He was like completely socially inept. Like he, uh, I don't think he left the house. I think he lived with his mom. And I think she was the one who uh, precipitated the massacre. Like, he had an argument with her. and then, I mean, the, the facts are still coming out. I mean, people still don't really know why this occurred or what his motivation was. But did you see the picture of this guy? Looks a little bit like Emo Phillips. <laughs> he totally does. <laughs> Except for Emo Phillips is like 50, 60 years old, and this kid's 20, so he's got problems right there. But, but he also kind of looks like he could be like, you know, some indie rock star from like Band of Horses or something. Like he's the guy that plays keyboards, you know, in the turtleneck. Or, or some guy at a party who just talks about Band of Horses incessantly. <laughs> <laughs> you just try and get away from or like you know, or, or he's that that guy that stayed in the like super hot chick. She's like, oh, I just really like him because he's so artistic and right. And you're like that guy, like, seriously, With that, that fucking guy? goofy haircut. Did, I'm just making. I'm actually making by having this haircut. I'm making fun of people who would have this haircut. Yeah, but you still have it. Well, so the interesting thing about this dude is at first they thought the killer was his brother. And this, this is what made, well, I'm tying this into my brother. Oh. Is, uh, so his brother, so this kid's name is, uh, what's his name? His first name is uh, Adam Lanza. He's the, he's, the, he's the murderer, actually. But he was carrying his brother's ID, Ryan, Ryan. Lanza. And so the media, I, I don't know if, I think maybe the, a police official or something let it slip that Ryan Lanza was the killer. Because I mean, that's all the information they had at that point. Right. And then the media just jumped on it, like gawkers, like on their Facebook page of Ryan Lanza. And this dude is just some schlub, 24-year-old kid in New York City working at his desk at Ernst & Young. And then all of a sudden, he just saw the TV reports, hey, dude, you just killed 30 people in elementary school in Connecticut. And he's like, what? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> totally not me, man. And he had to tell his boss, I got to go. And then right. he, he left uh, his Times Square office, and he was, which, which 20 minutes later, the New York police, like New, NYPD, like stormed in there 
to uh, you know arrest him. But he was yeah, on the bus. Makes and, a lot of sense. And he was answering all these like Facebook emails where people were like, "Dude, why'd you go shoot up a school?" And he was like, "Wasn't me." This wasn't sh- every me. everyone shut the fuck up. It wasn't me. That's what he posted on his Facebook page. I think I would be smart enough just not to respond at that point. <laughs> I mean, wasn't I don't me. Really lol. Know. Lol. I mean, I, you SMH. But you know, they uh, they the article I'm reading here from AP said that uh, one of his best friends sent him a message saying, "Hey, what's going on? Are you okay?" And he responded, "It wasn't me. It was my brother. I think my mother's dead." Oh, my God. OMG, or did he spell out, oh, oh my God? He actually wrote out, uh, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it's not a time for acronyms. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not a time for uh, text um, message yeah, acronyms. Yeah, like, I'm reading the paper this morning, and the a- I think it was an AP article, um, you know, Associate Press, basically the definition of mainstream media was, uh, had the gall to, like, the headline of the article was like social media jumps on story too soon and like causes all this confusion. It's like, what? No, the AP <laughs> did. It was just as, what they were like one millisecond after it publishing all this shit. I love that. They try and like completely d- d- divert blame away from themselves and like try and like redirect it all towards Facebook and Twitter. But I mean, but th- that's the way it works now. Everyone, everyone has a digital footprint. So if you read about, you know, a massacre or a murder or something, the first thing you're going to do is do a search for him. What's going to come up? His Facebook page or his Twitter page? Exactly. You know, I mean, what, uh, you there's nothing wrong with that. You can't point the finger. That turns out, though, that Adam Alonzo, who is kind of nerdy, who's kind of a tech geek, did not actually have a Facebook page. Right. He was one of those type of crazy people. Like, well, yeah. my privacy tinfoil hat kind of thing I, I like reading but reading this article in the ap about how they're like blaming social media for getting all this for causing all this confusion uh like i like i want to write an article on my facebook page saying like media did not seem to have any problem just jamming microphones in the faces of like five and eight year olds as they walked out of the school where you know 20 of their little friends and co-students were massacred yeah, I know like, they were put, like put them right on the news. Like that's real. That's really great, you guys. Good, good job. That's a really noble profession being a reporter. Great. <laughs> oh awesome. God, talk about like uh, just muck raking. I mean, MSNBC was just waiting for those kids to come outside, trying to. It, and they, they went to like they they tried to talk to one parent, and the parent was just eat a dick. Right. Which I mean is pretty much an appropriate you, response. I think I think it's fair game if if you see if there's a, a massacre at a like a, play, a place of business and and there's an interviewer interviewing like adults walking out. Fine, like in, reporters don't have to be nice, likable people. But like seriously, do doing that same thing like bending down and reaching down with your big fucking annoying microphone and like to television camera in the face of a five year old. Like, you're a fucking piece of human shit, dude. Ah, uh, dude, just, uh, seriously. And no, like, and like the there's barrel, multiple no people morals. involved. There's the sound no guy, ethics. there's the camera guy, the interviewer guy. Like, not one of them was like, I'm not doing this. Well, because everybody's scrambling for a piece. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just, where are the ethics of journalism now? It's just, God. It's just... <laughs> Gotta this, get that scoop. I know. It's, it's terrible. But anyway, I was thinking about this, this dude here. All of a sudden, you know, his brother... Kills his mom. He's got no mom now. His brother's insane. What would you do in this situation? Kill myself. <laughs> do you think he's got to go back to work on Monday? Hey, he's guys. Got... Hey, uh, you know, it wasn't me, actually. It, it was my brother. 
he went and shot <laughs> up. To his bunch. coworkers, gave him like a sympathy balloon or anything. <laughs> I kind of blame him. <laughs> Why would you blame the brother? It's not his fault. He has some responsibility for for like if your brother's that big of a freak, like you know, making sure that he's on lockdown a little bit. Well, I mean, how he much... He should have gone to his mom and been like, Mom, why do you have all these guns in the house? You know my brother's a fucking nutcase. Well, I understand that. I agree with you on that, because the guns were actually registered to the mom. I mean, the guns should not have been in the house. And she was training. Like, I guess she trained both the kids at target practice, both her sons. So, I mean... <laughs> what a fucking nut, nut bag. In a sense, it's... Yeah, that's definitely kind of insane. But, I mean, really, realistically, we both have brothers. We're not guardians of our brothers. I mean, well, what can We're we really freaks. do? I mean, Jeffrey's kind of a freak, not a dangerous freak. <laughs> well, I mean, well, in this situation, it's just like, okay, you know, I mean, it's fucked up that it happened, but how could you predict it? I mean, how could he be at fault? How could we be at fault for whatever our I brothers do? I just think do? that's what people always say is like, the family didn't know or there was nothing they could do. And I just think that's bullshit. But I mean, do you have little to no interaction with your brother? I mean, I see my brother... Once every few months, maybe a few times a year. I have no idea what's going on in his personal life. He could be like a Zodiac killer or something. Right, I mean, but if he was a total nut, if you, you'd know, that's what I'm saying. You would know if he was a Zodiac killer or had potential to be. Well, I mean, okay, your brother, where's your brother live? In like uh, some rural Montana. area, right? Montana. Your brother lives in Montana. Your brother could be the Unabomber and you'd have no idea. Right, I guess, yeah. I mean, you, you I'm talk saying to him this a couple guy, times I'm saying this guy did know his brother was a freak. Everything you read in the newspaper about all these people who knew his brother were like, yeah, he was really weird and was always seemed like a loose cannon. Well, they say they said he was just this nerdy, socially inept, awkward guy. No, that was autistic. Read, read more quotes. But they There's didn't stuff say that he says like, yeah, he always seemed like he he was about to lose it. Well, everyone always says that after the fact. You know, <laughs> not Monday, always. Monday a lot of times people say we never knew he seemed like a nicest guy. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this guy, like the Columbine dudes. I think there were telltale signs that those two guys were going to go commit a massacre like this. This dude just says nerdy emo Phillips. If you listen to the Columbine parents, they say they never knew. We had no idea our kid had any problems at all. Yeah, but they looked like uh, Hessians. I mean, they had like long hair and they're wearing (laughs) trench coats around. They call themselves the trench coat mafia. This dude. A lot of people did stupid shit like that. This dude, the the one I remember, one guy I read something where they were describing Adam Lanza said that he would wear like. Well, he's one of those dudes who'd wear a lot of button-down shirts and pocket protectors. And he was on, like, the debate club, and he had his, like, computer club. I mean, I would have been like, okay, this guy's a nerdy kid. I wouldn't have suspected that. I already carried a briefcase to class, like a black <laughs> briefcase, and he was, like, 16, and he would sit near the door, and then he would, like, just be just so he could leave immediately without interacting with anybody. What was the kid in uh, Inbetweeners, briefcase, briefcase Bella and whatever? Um, briefcase Mong? that kid <laughs> I mean it seems like I bet you you know in the end what's going to come out is that this kid was bullied I think this is a bully situation who isn't I know I know but I think this is the this is the thing and now now there's going to be we got to have the rifle gun gun control talks and everyone's like oh America's so fucked up because America always has these massacres now Obama's got to deal with it even though he's crying on national TV so you yes, know yes he was We'll have to see when the facts come out and the motivation. But it, it did make me think. It's like, God, you know. I mean, obviously, my brother's too sleepy to do this. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your, your brother, he'll be driving somewhere and then he'll fall asleep and plow into like 30 people. That's what your brother will do. 
Yeah. Eh, well, hopefully. We'll be intentional. I'll <laughs> <laughs> wake up, huh? Where am I? What? Uh. Anyway, it'll be interesting to see the outcome of all this, the aftermath when they reveal his true motive and uh, find out a little more facts about the case. Maybe we'll do a follow-up. Yeah, right. F you. <laughs> <laughs> People, this is episode 360 here, Sick and Wrong. Next week is going to be the Sick and Wrong annual holiday show spectacular. The Nogathon. The, the Nogathon. It's, you know, this is going to, it's going to be a tremendous show. We actually have a few special guests booked. Not going to give away any names. One of them is, uh, who's been on the show several times before. Mm-hmm. Actually, a couple of them have been on the show several times before, but they're still, uh, very interesting people and, uh, personalities, personalities that, uh, would be, it'd be, it'd be good for us to spend Christmas, our holiday time with these, these special guests. So it's going to be fun. So, you know, get your egg, eggnog ready. I think you're going to have gonna some ask, nog. Have you seen it in the stores yet? Is the nog out? I think the nog is out now. Uh, I have a bottle. Of, I'm going to mix Jameson with my nog this year. It's an Irish good. nog. I think it's going to be good. I'm going to wait. I'm going to be uh, waiting till uh, you know this week when we have a show to uh, bust out the nog and the Jameson, Jame nog. Um, but people, you know, get your nog ready um, and call in. You know, call in two zero six 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 three eight four six with your holiday wishes, your questions, your stories, your good tidings, song requests. It's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be a spectacular, spectacular show. <laughs> Nogtacular. <laughs> Nogtacular, sick and wrong show. Um, this week, though, it's going to be back to normal here. So uh, people, you know the way the show works. We're actually going to present the most disturbing news items of the week. You can send your stories to sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com. Submit them via Twitter or the Facebooks. Uh, we got quite a few stories here this week. And we got some good phone calls, too. So before we get to mm-hmm. our first story, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink. So the first story here that came in for episode 360 uh, came in from Gavin. From Wrexham, North Wales. Um, pagan symbol carved into six-year-old's back. Pagan symbol. Pentagram. This is kind of like, uh, you ever see that, that iconic picture of Slayer where the guy's carving Slayer into his arm? Yes. It's on the inside of one of the CDs. This is very similar, but this is on a, uh, a six-year-old that has no idea what Slayer is, and it's a pentagram on his back. <laughs> Can't even see it properly. Yeah. <laughs> Admire his own artwork, body art. A Texas man is charged after he carves a pentagram into his six-year-old son's back to mark 12 12 12 as a holy day. So twelve, twelve, twelve was just a few days ago. I mean, is it just because there's, you know, same numbers, coincidence? Like, why is it holy? I, don't, I mean, there were a billion Facebook posts on my wall about it. Yeah, but holy Especially in what religion? At twelve, twelve. Holy for who? Jews don't care about it. it. I don't care about it. Is it a Scientologist is it, holiday? Is it an actual, like, Wiccan thing? 
I don't know. I mean, uh, numerology, isn't that something? You know, this must be a holy day for something. I just don't know what it is. Well, anyway, the guy. My uh, people believe that every day is holy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever religion this is holy for, I don't want to follow because I'm not down with carving pentagrams into children. Just, I don't, I, I would rather do another religion, you know? Right. Like they eat pizza and get drunk and masturbate to porn religion. That's what I do on 12-12-12. But this guy... Church of D. Simon. Yeah, that that sounds fine with me. I'm down. You know? This guy has a totally different idea for what's holy. Was was this his child? This is his kid. Yeah. It's going to be some... Where's the mom in all this? You know, it's interesting you ask that. We'll get to that in a second. But there's uh, definitely going to be some parental difficulties down the road here. Probably. A Texas man actually rang the police to tell them he carved a pentagram into a six-year-old son's back. I don't know if he was like temporarily insane. Was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Did he have narcolepsy? Was he sleeping? And then uh, <laughs> bad salts. He was cutting <laughs> the kid's hair, and then he fell asleep, and it just automatically the scissors went down and just went down. Carved and the pentagram. Like, uh, so uh, the police said that uh, Brent Bartle faces charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Has been jailed in lieu of a five hundred thousand dollar bond. In the 911 call, Bartell calmly provided the dispatcher with his home address before telling her, I shed some innocent blood. And then uh, the, op- the operator asked, well, why'd you do it? And he goes, because it's a holy day for his fucked up crazy religion. Do and nine- then she was like, you know, what religion is it a holy day for? And he was like, I don't know. My religion. <laughs> do 911 operators really question perpetrators like that? Are you supposed to keep them on the line asking them, like, I don't know. I mean, it's it's weird to me that if someone called up and said, hey, you know what? I just totally killed my girlfriend, shot her in the face with a shotgun. You probably are supposed to keep them on the line until the cops get there. Because you don't want them to kill themselves. Uh, but, I mean, you what don't do you... want them to run. And w- if they're on the line, you kind of know where they are, right? I would probably be pretty good at that job because I'm you know, very talkative, good conversationalist. I probably would have been mm. like, so do you watch Walking Dead? <laughs> <laughs> you, you like you'd be talking about yourself and they would <laughs> fall asleep. Yeah, I couldn't keep my brother awake. Um, <laughs> the incident took place on December twelfth, two thousand twelve. 12-12-12 is yes. considered an auspicious date. Many communities around the world. The Aus- article says that. Yeah, I just don't know which communities. It doesn't go into it. Doesn't go into any details. Such a vague statement. I, I don't right. really get it. I call bullshit on that statement. I just, I've never heard of this being, I don't, I don't see anything auspicious about it, really. I just, it's a coincidence, you know, or it's, it's just a day. It's a day. day. I mean, it's one of those people that fucking idiot. It's one of those things that fucking idiots love, right? It's 12, 12, 12. It's like a palindrome, but not really. It's the same people (laughs) who evaluate each other based on astrology. They probably still like, we're like, oh, 12, 12, 12. I I mean, the the only tickets. thing that's interesting about it, I guess, is that to me, and I, this is even idiotic, is the, like, the you know, it's not going to happen for 85 years or something again. Like yeah. There was, I mean, a, there was a 10, 10, 10. There was an 11, 11, 11. There was a 9, 9, 9. There was an 8, 8, 8. Should I go on? <laughs> <laughs> but like, there can't be a 13, 13, 13. You understand why, right? Exactly. Because there's not a 13th month, sadly. But I still, I mean, I just don't see why this would be an, an auspicious day. But people were like clamoring to get married on that day too, as if as if it's going to prevent them from getting a divorce in two years. 
It's very well. That had, that had, that actually has an advantage, in my opinion. Why? I mean, I've never, I've never, because I've never been married. But haven't you, when you've been in a relationship, the girl's like, "Do you know what today is?" And you're like, "Fucking June the twelfth. I don't fucking yeah. It's June the twelfth. Oh, you're She's saying like, it's this was our first kiss, <laughs> our first date or anything. But and if you got married on twelve twelve, you would be, it would be easy to remember your anniversary. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I guess I can see that because a significant date stands out. It's not just right. like just twelve ten. You never remember. Maybe no, you should I actually forget it all the time. I'd be like, like she, you know, you come home. She's made this big, nice dinner. You're like, "What are we having?" Oh, I made this grilly casserole that you love, and there's candles on the table. And you're like, "What the fuck is that all about?" And she's like, "It's our fucking anniversary." And then she beats you with a rolling pin. That's pretty much how I would talk to my wife. Yeah, when I get married. That's, this is my this is my 1950s married <laughs> marriage when I went back in time. You're channeling raging bull there. Yeah. But that's this is pretty much how it is. That's that's matrimonial life in Markley's mind. <laughs> that's how it is in Mad Men. Um, that's pretty much what was going on here. Uh, police said that they arrived at the home and they found that most of the child's back was covered with a large bloody pentagram. You know this this kind of I think coincides with the tale of Dio's origin. I don't know if you knew this, but uh, oh really, Ronnie James Dio? Ronnie James when uh, he slipped out of his mother's vagina. His dad just like putting an upside down pentagram on his back. Next, next thing you know, heavy metal legend was born. That's how it happens. Yeah, I just made that up, but I think I would like to believe that though, because that guy was why gifted. Yeah, why not? I mean, like you know, not all that shit that they say about Jesus is actually true. No, I mean, why why can't we make our uh, make up our own you know creation myth for our heavy metal messiahs? Right, I would like That's to believe saying. that. Um, police also recovered a box cutter that was used to cut the boy. So it wasn't a pair of scissors. It was a box cutter. I hope it was not rusty. <laughs> you get a bad case of the tetanus, the lockjaw. The boy's mother actually called 911 from a neighbor's house when she walked into her own home and discovered her husband carving the pagan symbol on her child's back, which kind of surprises me. Like, I, you know, you, you walk in there. There's your son. He's naked. Your father's holding him down, carving a big pentagram in his back with a box cutter. And I want you to just grab a frying pan and maybe smash him over the head with it. Or would you run to the neighbor and be like, oh, my God, let me borrow your phone. I need to call 911. My crazy husband's at it again. <laughs> He's crazy. Maybe you should divorce him. But I love him. She's probably hot, too. You know She's what I mean? Pro- uh, these guys always have hot chicks. Yeah, the I always crazies. have some hot wife. It's like... Ooh, he's so mysterious. No, he's a nut. He's a nut job. Seriously. Um, There's no indication that uh, Bartel, the husband here, was intoxicated or under the influence of narcotics. I would have guessed bath salts, but apparently not. (laughs) Bath salts. Um, I think my my New Year's resolution is going to be not to hear or speak of bath salts anymore. Ever again. Yeah. Sergeant Stringer here. It's a great name for a cop. Uh, he described the young boy, who police found shivering and bleeding, just wearing his pajama trousers, as a trooper. Actually, this kid is the trooper, as in Iron Maiden's trooper. <laughs> the trooper! <laughs> I don't remember even how that song goes. That's close enough. Uh, the wounds on his back were not very deep. but uh, he, he was shivering and shaking and bleeding, but you could just hear him mumbling, I'm so cool. I'm so cool. <laughs> That's what they said. He'll be physically scarred forever with a pentagram on his back. My prediction is either this kid's going to be the next Zodiac killer or this kid's going to be 
the greatest heavy metal singer of all time. Right. He's got to be. I mean, if you think about it, it's at least just, can we use this to get laid once or twice in high school. Dude, he's got a scarification of a pentagram in his back that's going to grow with him over time. It's like now he's got, you know, I mean, he's going to have a story for the rest of his life. He's got to yep. join. He's going to join a stoner rock band. Did. Uh, oh, yeah. Did. I mean, did his dad do a good job? <laughs> or is it like all fucking uneven and shit? Just shaky. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. They don't say they don't he talk get about. You could get it touched up by like one of these like professional scarification artists, right? People people pay a lot of money for this type of work, right? You know, what is that? What is that magazine called? BM Body Modification BME. Expo or something? Yeah, BME. So I mean, this kid is definitely going to be a cover model. I I think this kid is destined to be a heavy metal singer. So regardless, he should start taking lessons at the age of how old you six next year when yeah. when the back heals. Gonna be prodigy, prodigy. Yeah, but I mean, can you see this kid being an accountant? <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> heavy metal accountant. The power of Satan <laughs> made these numbers right. <laughs> Got you a big tax break. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't see this kid growing up on a uh, very conservative path. But who knows? Right. I might be wrong. But you know, tall people like P-Town, like he's always complaining that people are like, oh, you play basketball? And he's like, no, I don't fucking play basketball. I'm just tall. Maybe that's what this kid will be like. Oh, do you play guitar, drums? You You're... sing in a band? And he's like, no, my dad just fucking carved a pentagram <laughs> in my back. It was very traumatic. You worship Satan? I'm a goddamn accountant. And I like it. <laughs> you worship Satan? Yeah. Hopefully. Well, we'll Did see. you ever read any Aleister Crowley? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I only like David Sedaris books, okay? Yeah. Asshole. Yeah, what's that? What's that guy? Tuesdays with Maury. What's that? Mitch Album. <laughs> Mitch Album. I like Mitch Album books. <laughs> or Dave. Uh, what's I don't remember. David Foster name. Wallace. No, fuck you. Don't ever mention that guy's name on this show. <laughs> Dave Eggers. <laughs> He's a, quite the humorist. <laughs> books your parents have on their toilet. That's this category. That's what this kid's going to be reading. So what do you have here, Wackerly, for the uh, second story for episode 360? I also have a 12-12-12 story. Not so, like, you know, horrifying. Not so violent. Depends, depends whose perspective you're talking about. Um, did you watch the twelve, twelve, twelve charity concert for Hurricane Sandy? God. No, but I mocked it on the Twitter. I don't know if you saw that Twitter. I, I was actually kind of disgusted by it. They they got a uh, Paul McCartney to Sir sing, Paul McCartney, Sir Paul to to front the reformed Nirvana, the reunited Nirvana. So Dave Grohl was on guitar, Chris Novoselic was playing bass, and they had Sir Paul sing for some god awful reason. I don't even know why. Made huh. no sense. And it just looked awful, sounded awful. The whole thing was just, the whole thing made me really angry. So I, I I'm going to make a confession here. I never really liked Nirvana that much. What? <laughs> you know, I, the only song I liked was the cover of the David Bowie song. Nirvana was a great band. I know. Everybody says that. And I, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not like, I hate Nirvana. I'm not that kind of guy. Um, I mean, I can sort of appreciate that, but I just never really got into them. I was I was a big fan. What were you listening yeah, no, to at that time then? 
similar stuff. Like I liked Soundgarden a lot, and uh, I liked Alice in Chains, but I, I for some reason I just Nirvana didn't do it for me. You're a Stone Temple Pilots kind of guy, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I fucking hate the Stone Temple. <laughs> even then, even then, and I would admit it if I, I'll admit other bands that I thought were cool that now I think suck. But no, Stone Temple Pilots are awful. I, I always, I was always a big Nirvana fan. That's why just to, to see something like that. I'm, I mean, there's so many cooler people from that era that they could have had front Nirvana. I mean, if they're truly going to reunite the band, but instead it's like they get Sir Paul. Well, I mean, like, could they got a Matthew Sweet or something? No, but they could have got. Uh, He's not doing anything. They could have got Chris Cornell. <laughs> Chris Cornell. Well, why not put Chris Cornell up there? Yeah, that or would work. Whatever, Zach De La Rocha, someone. I mean, Sir Paul. He wasn't even from the same time period. Well, yeah, that's why they thought they were going to get some like synergistic effect. Okay, would you? Do you think that? Uh, let's just say, would they have let uh, Kurt Cobain play? You know, the part of John Lennon. If uh, the rest of the Beatles were alive, no, do you think, do you think Sir Paul way. would have been like, Kurt Cobain, I really admire your musical ability. You can uh, sub here for my friend, John. <laughs> he had to put the glasses on and everything. <laughs> what if they would have gotten Ringo to head Nirvana? Would you have appreciated that? Same thing. Although I do like Ringo <laughs> a lot, though. <laughs> Ringo's still alive, right? The only, the, oh, the only person from, I guess not even that era, but the, you know, before Nirvana that I would have liked to see front the band, maybe Neil Diamond. <laughs> that would have worked that would have worked neil diamond's an egomaniac though he's not going to share the stage with the, those other two guys you don't need the other guys when you have diamond <laughs> neil, neil diamond headlining nirvana with just him <laughs> just neil diamond <laughs> not even playing nirvana songs he just played diamond songs. now that would have been george a benefit harrison either. george harrison would have been a good kurt cobain yeah i think right? i think harrison could have done it i guess i don't know sort of the same demeanor yeah i mean it was like that aloof guitarist right yeah all right liked heroin <laughs> <laughs> they both liked heroin a lot uh yeah i still think they should have diamond whatever didn't billy joel sing this thing too i mean Dr. was billy joel the benefit huh who else played this benefit I heard Billy Joel and I think the boss. You got to have the boss and something like this because the boss is working class. Well, dude, the boss is from Jersey. Jersey was destroyed. True. Of course, you got to have the boss. But the boss was like an art student. He wasn't like working in a factory ever. Wackily. Okay. First of all, you say you don't like Nirvana. Now you're, 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 you're defiling the name of the boss. I'm, I'm, I actually like, I mean, I like more boss songs than uh, Salt of the Earth, that man. I'm just saying his whole mythos is is bullshit. I disagree. Find well, Jewish, couple, find this, Jewish couple, lad. this couple in Florida were watching this thing, and I will guarantee you they did not actually donate any money. <laughs> <laughs> I will fucking go out on a limb here and guarantee that. Because uh, they're watching it. Richard Watson, he's 47. His wife's Deborah Watson. She's 50-something. I thought I circled it, but now I can't find it. Oh, she's 59. So he married a woman 12 years older than him. Wow. And he, they have a picture? He's one of those guys. He needs a mom. Because listen to this. They, uh, she made him a pizza, <laughs> a frozen pizza. And uh, she brought it out to him with, it, it, with like a sippy cup because he's a fucking adult child, it sounds like. <laughs> you know, and he's in front of the TV with his fucking TV tray. And, uh, but he found that 
the pizza crust was quote unquote raw, which, which is our exact words, which, you know, raw is a word that's sort of reserved for meats and fishes. Yeah. Like, like I, this I crust is raw. Undercooked maybe. But what, what right. was this? A DiGiorno? I don't know. A frozen pizza. So it's like, you okay, know, like it's you don't bake it long enough and it's still cold or like kind of liquidy. It's like gooey. Yeah. I mean, right. God, I, I couldn't, why, I just never understood why people eat frozen pizzas. They can, they can be tasty, and sometimes you're too lazy to call up and wait for the pizza to come from the Dude, place. they fucking deliver. They bring the pizza to you. Right, but it can take like 45 minutes. <sighs> Whatever. I, I mean, I don't, the noid is long gone, right? Yeah, but I got to <laughs> say, like a Domino's pizza, which is, I think, pretty much bottom-of-the-barrel pizza. Yeah, it's disgusting. Still tastes better than a frozen tombstone pizza, which will take 20 minutes to bake. Don't you ever have, like, the hangover fear of the outdoors and, and interacting with people? Oh, yeah, I guess I do have that. That's when uh, frozen pizza can be a godsend. You just don't want to talk to anybody, put something in the oven. And, you know, if you have a young lady over your place and you're both feeling like shit, young lady will appreciate the frozen pizza. Yeah, you're going to impress the shit out of her. Hey, man. Literally. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> Uh, don't do this though. When it comes out, <laughs> when she, when your, your young lady friend, or in this guy's case, old lady friend brings the pizza out and it's cold. You just say, I advise that you say, Oh, Hey honey, I think we need to put this in a couple more minutes, uh, because it's not done. Why don't you sit down and watch the rest of Billy Joel and his fucking goddamn piano and his benefit. I'm going to go and take care of it. But this guy did is he screamed and yelled at her for not cooking the pizza enough, and he threw his plate at the front door. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anger issues. Uh, this made her angry, <laughs> Mrs. Watson, and she threw her plate to the ground. Oh, this uh, is like then... throwing the gauntlet on the floor. Like, yes. you're about to battle. Challenging to a duel. I don't know yeah. if she knew what she was getting into, but that's how he took it, because then he uh, grabbed his wife's head... And pushed it into the dog bowl, <laughs> the water bowl, which was five inches across and had about three inches of water in it at the time. Wow. Could you, I mean, I, she, I guess she could drown in that. Yeah. Three if inches of water. If you're holding her mouth and nose under the three inches of water, she's going to drown. I'd have been like, dogs have germs, dude. Yeah, there's hair and fucking that just gross dog drool. Dog saliva, yeah, like everywhere. Little pieces of food because they're eating their food so fast. Then they go to get a drink of water and like they fucking little pieces of food fly out of their mouth, land in there. And the dog's like, hey, you got your own water, okay? Yeah. Pets are disgusting. <laughs> we, we I used to be anti-pitbull. I'm just kind of anti-all pets now. I mean, they're cute and like I'll play with a dog, but I don't fucking want to have one. Disease carriers. They're just, I mean, it's just dirty. And I'm not saying even disease-wise. It's just there's, like, fucking dirt all over your house because you have a fucking dog. Hair and dirt from their feet and crap and piss and, you know, pieces of food that they've flung all over the place. You know, it's funny, uh, not to digress too much here, but uh, last night I was at a birthday party for a mutual friend. And uh, we go over to their house for drinks afterwards. And they're like, oh, you got to take your shoes off. You got to take your shoes off. So you take fucking take my boots off at the front door. But then meanwhile, they got two fucking pit bulls running around. One shit all right. over. And they fucking tore up like a cushion or something. I'm like, right. You know, my shoes would do less damage to this house than those yeah. two beasts. Just meanwhile, you know when you're at somebody's house with pets, you, you, you sit on the couch and you get up and you're like, oh, I guess these pants are like fur covered now. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so- I'm a dog. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Sorry. The dogs are shedding. Great. 
<laughs> and I can't wear my shoes in the house. Great. Right. So I'm now in my fucking stinky bare feet socks or whatever. Not bare feet. And I'm covered in dog hair. Covered in fur. Yeah. Well, let's go to the bar. Pick up, pick up a chick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the lint roller. Oh, great. Now I'm fucking rolling lint off my... I'm a man and I'm rolling lint off my clothes. It's so emasculating. <laughs> fucking it's, it's lint terrible. roller. Just even, I'm looking back behind me and I have a lint roller from like, you know, four or five years ago when I had cats. And I just... Looking at it makes my testicles shrivel. <laughs> but moving on. So he's, he's got his wife's head face down in the dog bowl <laughs> by the back of the head. And she claims that she heard him say, I'm going to kill you. Um, but, you know, she's the only one saying that. Oh, what else do you say at that moment? <laughs> After she managed to break free, uh, she was reportedly then held in the corner of the living room uh, by the neck as he was trying to strangle her. <laughs> Somehow cops came. I don't know this guy how does she have, managed to... This guy does have anger management issues. It's I don't like know George how... Costanza. Yeah, I don't know my, how she managed to, like, call 911 or if the neighbors heard the ruckus. Doesn't really say. But the cops came and, uh, you know, they broke up the fight. He's now in jail on some kind of big, uh, large bond. And, uh... He claims that he never hit her and that she, quote, gets mad for no reason. <laughs> Angry people, are all, they always project. You know, they're like, she's, she's, you're the one who's mad. Like, why are you so mad? Calm down. You're mad. Yeah, no, no, they, 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 because they refuse to accept the fact that they have issues. They have anger management right. issues. They you just know? think they that can't they're just going along like a normal person at all times. <laughs> So wait, he's saying she gets mad all the time. So that that therefore that justifies him trying to drown her in the dog bowl. Dog bowl, yeah. It's a perfectly valid response in the mind of an, a rageaholic. <laughs> this happened at 10 p.m. and I, I was trying to figure out who was actually playing at the 12, 12, 12 charity concert, but I couldn't. So I don't know what what you know the musical background to this. Tableau. It'd be nice if it was McCartney just live and let die. (laughs) (laughs) It would. I'd be like a Sylvester or not Sylvester Stallone. Who's the guy who did JFK? Oliver Stone. Oliver Stone movie, yeah. Like an Oliver Stone scene. Like the angled, the angled camera. What do they call that? The Dutch angle? Are you talking about the crane shot? (laughs) You can't do an indoor crane shot. (laughs) I can. The I Dutch little, angle. Isn't there some, you took you took film. Wasn't there something called the Dutch angle? I think you're thinking of the Dutch oven, <laughs> which also pisses God off spouses. Yeah. <laughs> causes a lot of spousal rage. Yeah, he had her he had her face down in the dog bowl, then he <laughs> fucking did a <laughs> fart bubble into it. You know what's funny? Uh, no, it's not really funny. But uh, a few weeks ago, across the way from me, I saw my neighbors in a domestic dispute. And uh, they're oh, screaming yeah. at each other and like uh, windows. They told me were... that they constantly are yelling at each other. Yeah, but the, the, it escalated to the point where like she smashed her fist through the window. There's like blood all over the window and everything. I didn't call wow. the cops. So in, in this situation, <laughs> I, I watched out the window. I was entertained. Right. I was drinking my yeah. coffee. But um, I think I was eating walnuts at the same time. But in this situation. Coffee and walnuts. Coffee and walnuts. Yeah. Sign, a breakfast of design. <laughs> Yeah, it was early in the morning, too. It was like when I got up for work. It was like at 930. Um, But in this situation, if you live next door in an apartment, you could obviously hear them bickering. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you hear the guy's like, I'm going to kill you. Would you do anything? Yeah. You would? You call the cops? Yeah. Would you go over there, though? Fuck Knock no. on the door? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, I, I call the cops because I just fucking hate hearing neighbors. I hate fucking people in my neighborhood yelling outside at all the time. There's like, I have all these neighbors, right, who like, they're really in, into cars. <laughs> and I don't want to be a dick, but like a lot of people who are on lower end of the economic spectrum... Like, they don't have a lot of money, but they ha- always seem to have, like, seven cars, like, new cars, right? On blocks in their front yard. They're not even on blocks. They're all operating and they're shiny. I mean, this, this is my complaint that I'm being very long-winded about is that, it like, every weekend, it's, like, car maintenance and appreciation uh, weekend. So they're constantly out there washing their cars, vacuuming their cars, power buffering their cars, and it fucking just makes noise constantly. Yeah, it's 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 annoying. Do you complain about this? I'm complaining to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't go out there like, could you guys not fucking take care of your cars every goddamn second of the day? Like, maybe go take a class at the community college and, like, get a better job. You know what my recommendation is? When do they do this? Is it, like, mid-afternoon, like, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon? I'm telling you, dude, they have, like, f- two of my neighbors each have, like, four or five cars each. So it's all weekend long. It takes all, I mean, they're, they're doing like a full detail of their car, all these four or five cars every fucking weekend. All right. This is what you need to do. Fight fire with fire waggerly. Go get mm-hmm. a bottle of McAllen's scotch. Yeah. Sure. Get a kilt and okay. go get some bagpipes and just stand <laughs> on your porch, drink that entire fifth of scotch, the entire bottle and just, and just, you know, until they does sound fun. Yeah, why not? And just do it like, well, every weekend. This is weekend. the only time I have to practice bagpipes is on the weekend. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, you gotta, know, got to keep up the practice. And it's going to cause them to be like, I can't take listening to this anymore because bagpipes right. are probably the worst musical instrument of all time. Right. And then um, they're going to be like, I guess I'm just going to drive my car down to the car wash that's run by like 30 Mexicans, and they'll detail it there like a normal person. Yeah. And then and then you can just go back inside drunk. And Drink pl- as fuck. And please, that you've conquered your neighbors. <laughs> and all winded, <laughs> like almost passing out just from blowing on the bagpipe. Yeah. So yeah. I guess the moral of the story is, people, just tell your wife to cook the pizza a couple minutes longer. Yeah. Make sure, If you're a wife, make sure you cook the goddamn pizza properly. <laughs> <laughs> her face is drowning. He also, I guess I missed this. He also told the cops that the reason he uh, was trying to subdue her was so that she wouldn't break any more of their china. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this. I'm sure this couple had some fine crockery. We just bought that at the IKEA. It's twelve dollars. <laughs> People, send your sick and wrong stories. Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, we got a few phone calls to get to the sick and wrong hotline. Some good ones this week, and. Uh, yeah, people can call Sigma Hotline 206 3846 Before we get to that, it's Dildember, people. Dildo December, whatever we call it. I think I forget every single week. But it is the month Dil-Sember, of Dildos. I've heard it called. Dil-Sember, yeah. It's Dilsember right now at adamneve.com. And uh, I can't think of a better place for a one stop shopping experience other than the Sigrong store. I was noticing today when I was looking at Adam and Eve that all the products have, like, reviews. (laughs) And people go into detail. Really? Yeah, I almost rubbed one out, like, reading about some woman's experience with, like, some super vibrator she bought. You know, as soon as we get done with this accursed podcast, I think I'm going to go on to that site. 
Yeah. Maybe order myself I'm always a looking dildo. for new porn venues because I'm just kind of, I can't masturbate to normal porn anymore because there's too much of it. You know, Wacker, that gives me a good idea. Maybe for uh, one of the upcoming podcasts, we could just reenact these reviews. Like we could just give a live reading of the reviews. Sure. Why not? Yeah. You know, or just find our top 20 reviews. Maybe we'll do that. Gives yeah. Me okay. ideas. But in the meantime, people, why not go to adamandeve.com, uh, type in the word diddle, and uh, yeah, you know, take part in Dill dil Denver. Let's, uh, let's, let's roll the professional ad here, though, because I don't think that mine was very convincing. Okay. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few phone calls here. The Sick and Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Let me get to the first call here. Hey, Dean Lance. Uh, this is Lindsay calling from the UK. Never called before, but anyway, got a call um, to uh, tell you a story. I don't know if this is gay or what, but I don't give a fuck because it's fucking funny. Uh, my best mate, whenever we used to go on road trips, he would always uh, do this. He would either just pretend to be fucking special needs walking around or something anyway, which is funny <laughs> in itself, but needs. whenever we went into a public tour. <laughs> it's funny. Sleazy E does that too, and he's English. Pretends they, to be special needs? Well, no, I'm just saying, maybe they don't really need to pretend, they just are English. <laughs> I think people are much less sensitive to the special needs people in England. Do You, th- you know, I was wondering about this, because you know how, like, in the U.S., they sort of... Yeah, it's not PC to make fun Yeah, but they sort of segregate the, the special people. needs kids. They're in that room downstairs next to the boiler. Right. They have their own little special ed classes. Right. Like special classes. Do they do that in the UK or, do, or they, is it just mainstream everybody? <laughs> I don't think you can just mainstream everybody. Well, I mean, what do they do with their retards? <laughs> I, I don't know. Ask Sleazy. I should ask Sleazy, actually. I got apparently send him to the US. Didn't that guy call in and he said he had to go to some home and he was like the internet repairman? And oh, yeah. One of them did something to him. I can't remember what it was. Oh, he spit in his coffee or something. Like he that. spit in his coffee, and then did he drink it? And he drank it. Yeah, because he felt he had to uh, to be polite. So they must have special areas for them. But I just think it's much more acceptable to to belittle them. He would he would stand right in the middle of the urinals, and he would do what we used to call a boy wee, which is basically a just boy-wee. pull his uh, his trousers and his uh, his dags around his ankles and stand there. Just taking a piss with the other blokes just stood there absolutely fucking mortified <laughs> and we just we stood at the back pissed so I was laughing. I never had the balls to do it once, I think, but he used to do it all the time. And uh yeah, like I said, I don't think it's that gay, but fuck me, it was funny. And I would highly recommend just purely for a laugh, uh to give it a go. Alright guys, um yeah, keep up the good work, keep it sick and keep it wrong. And uh Jason, if you listen to this <laughs> fucking please do it again the next time we do a road trip it'll be hilarious alright bud 
Cheers, bye. That's gay. Requesting it is gay. That is kind of, rec- I mean, that is kind of gay. I mean, he's basically saying, I want to see your ass. Kind of. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I was thinking about this. I think it'd be even funnier if you did it in your office. But I was, but uh, so last week, since I was in San Francisco, I was talking to Sleazy E about this. And he's like, dude, have you seen that new Indian guy? And most of our office now is Indian because that's, I guess, where they recruit their programmers. So we just <laughs> that's have, the only people that know, know about computers are from India now. I mean, is that how it is at Twitter, at Facebook, at Google? It's all Indian people? I don't know. But uh, you, <laughs> when, I worked heard, in the, when I worked at, uh, you know, the computer chip maker, a lot of them were Indians. Well, I work for a dot-com company. And, uh, you know, I, in San Francisco, obviously, it's full of dot-com, dot-com companies. But what I've heard is they hire a lot of these Indian guys, but they're here temporarily. So they come over, they work for six months, and then they just go back to India and they work for their company and then we outsource to them. So it's uh-huh. almost like a training thing. So it's, the office just constantly has new Indian guys all the time. And they all have the <laughs> same names. Well, I don't work in the office, so I don't know about it. But, oh, right. So Sleazy E was telling me, he's like, dude, have you seen that new Indian guy in the bathroom? I'm like, oh, which one? You know, because they're all Indian. And he was like, the dude that pulls his pants all the way down when he pees. Oh, no. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And yeah, there's a dude. I didn't see him, but uh, apparently, and he's an older dude. He's like probably in his like mid 40s. He pulls his pants down like well past his, his ass. So his whole ass is out and he just kind of has his shit just hanging out and he pees at the urinal. And well, everybody talks. Ha- How do you know he's not having a laugh? Maybe him and all the Indian guys are like, <laughs> check this out. Those white people are going to fucking flip. Well, that's what I'm wondering. If he goes back to the other Indian guys that he goes and has like, you know, Indian vindaloo with or something during lunch. And he's like, dude, I just totally pulled a boy wee at the bathroom and you should have seen those guys. <laughs> right. They were so embarrassed. Turned bright red. You know, I just wonder. <laughs> I mean, pink skin turned to bright red. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> It looked like assholes. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's a good idea, though. I, I do like this uh, this prank here. I wonder if uh, like Prince Charles ever does this in the uh, in Buckingham Palace. Yeah, <laughs> who would see it? The Queen. I don't think. Do you think Prince Charles? How many How many times do you think Prince Charles urines, <laughs> urines. relieves himself in a public restroom? Probably never. Do you think Prince Charles has somebody that actually pulls his penis out and shakes it yeah. off? Yeah, like like Prince Joffy Jofer. <laughs> <laughs> wipers, wipers, royal wipers. Yeah, I bet you that's how it works. All right, uh, this next guy called in and uh, he wants to educate you, wackily, oh, about no. uh, Peru because apparently you were misinformed. When you were is talking. this about the Peruvian fucking molecule notcher, or, or is it related to that? No, you're talking, I can't even pronounce it, like Pechacotl, Quachacotl. Sure, yeah. You were talking about some Peruvian, like, deity. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, apparently, you, you're incorrect. Oh, okay. Thing wrong. Hey, uh, yeah, I've been to Peru. This is in response to your last episode, and you're uh, highly misinformed. Have oh, you ever highly. been to Peru, actually? Fuck no! Why would I go there? <laughs> How do you know about Quetzalcoatl? That's the name, Quetzalcoatl. Uh, I don't know. Social studies class. <laughs> you saw that one Simpsons episode, perhaps. Probably. This guy's been to Peru. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, he's one of these guys. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. Were you in Nam? No. <laughs> he probably wears like a, an Adirondack coat, and Adirondack, uh, yeah. you know he's been to Peru. Yeah, a Patagonia he actually, jacket. He actually just constantly wears like one of those like uh, whatever they call it, ponchos, a like poncho. woven. <laughs> oh, my people wove this poncho for me. I'm officially part of the people because I went there. It doesn't sound Peruvian to me, but <laughs> no, who knows? Uh, nonsense as usual. But uh, to correct, stupid ass Wackerly. Um, Quetzalcoatl or whatever the fuck you said. I think that's like a, a Mayan god or something. Like if you go to San Jose, there's a giant Quetzalcoatl statue in the in the downtown park, and it looks like a little. Well, I have been to San Jose. <laughs> have you ever seen this? Maybe that's where you learned about the statue or the I god. Know, I don't fucking. I didn't like remember any stat. I don't look at. Have you ever been to San Jose? You, you don't go there to look at art. <laughs> yeah, I was there for like ten minutes like, driving like, through. This place it. is a fucking hellhole. San Jose, California. Um, anyway, and then in uh, in Peru, yeah, I, I went out there years ago and uh, ate a guinea pig's face like they do, and uh, uh, you know, lots of coca leaves and um, some Machu Picchu, and uh, some actually pretty sick and wrong is they make this booze called chicha. And they chew up corn and they spit it into a bucket, and they let the spit ferment and it turns into booze. Good God. Hmm. So, uh, Anyway, um, suck my dick and fuck you, Wackerly. Hmm. Well, you learn something. <laughs> what did every I exactly day. get wrong? I didn't even understand it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Apparently, since you haven't been to Peru and you haven't eaten a guinea pig's face or drank, which I would, Peruvian spit wine, <laughs> you don't know shit about Peru. I think uh-huh. that's the guy's. Uh, okay. The gist. I'll accept of this that phone call. You know, people. Uh, we always ask. You know, or we we don't ask, but we uh, encourage people to send us gifts of booze around the holidays. We have a PO box. Don't send us this Peruvian spit wine. No, please. Yeah, <laughs> I prefer not to have. What, what do you, what's it called? Chucho? Please, any booze that you do send, make sure there's a sealed cap. Yeah, it, it has to <laughs> be unopened, or uh, we don't want it. Uh, let's see. We have one more call here, and this is a story, a very riveting story, a frightening story. Mm-hmm. A story about mankind. So I was too fucked up to uh, actually tell you the real story. Um, uh, what? This brilliant narrator called in twice to tell us this <laughs> fine tale. <laughs> <laughs> to yarn about the human condition. Mm-hmm. Took two calls. Called before. Um, so I went to a friend's house. Um, it was across the... Um, the overpass. Um, <laughs> I'm in San Francisco, and I'm a teacher, and it, you know I don't want to. He's a teacher. Doesn't that just make you feel good? Yeah, about our future. You just got to get fucked up too. <laughs> um, I announced my name, but uh, the thing is, like, I was drinking over at a friend's house, and they were over on a certain place where I had to go over to this weird overpass over the, um... Not cryptic at all. 280. And, uh, as I was coming back, drunk as shit, because that's... That's the way it works. That's what teachers do. At, at a friend's house, is, um... 
But Zoe Pass is full of a bunch of human shit, human feces, and... Is he walking and... or driving? It sounds like he's, like, walking underneath, like, a freeway overpass, the 280. You know, he, okay. isn't that, like, uh, south of Market area of San Francisco? Yeah. Well, it, it's funny, like, so I was just in San Francisco. I haven't been there for a few months since September. But um, um. San Francisco really is a filthy city. I mean, there's just like lots of amputate bums. There's gross, dirty hippies, and in any and alley, the amputate bums are blowing each other in the alley. Don't forget to point that out. Well, also, that's the alleys, especially in the Tenderloin. That's where bums shit. That is yeah, where bums shit. And so, in South of Market area, underneath, like the overpass, underneath the bridges, that's also where bums sleep and they shit. So, mm-hmm. if if you want to avoid human fecal matter, you probably want to stay away from the alleys and underneath the like the overpasses. I just don't even walk under there. It's gross. And don't go near any liquids on the ground. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't go anywhere near that. I no. always, yeah, you always kind of walk clear, steer clear of all that. Wide berth. You, you do have to look down on the ground when you're walking through San Francisco. Right. Hypodermic needles. Condoms. Although something could be flying at you from the sky too. You got to keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, airborne gotta... fecal matter. Although I, I got to say though, everybody who's lived in SF longer than three years has a story of like, oh my god, one time I stepped in shit and it wasn't dog shit, it was right. human shit. Human fucking shit. And it's a horrible experience. It's a horrible realization when you look down. And you're like, oh my god, that's not. You're like you're losing your innocence. Yeah, <laughs> your innocence is gone forever. It's never coming back. Nope. I'm walking back down over the. Over this certain overpass, I see this guy and his girlfriend, and and I'm drunk as shit, so I, I just start yelling, shit, shit, stop, shit. <laughs> it's and a guardian guy, angel. Um, he looks at me and says, what? And he starts trying to, and, and he starts to get, like, he's, he must have started an altercation, and um, he steps in this human feces. And slips uh. and kind of fall a little bit, you know, kind Ooh. of thing. And then we have, this weird, like, we have this weird, like, exchange where he falls in it and uh, he's covered. And I point and laugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of what you have to do. He's covered in human shit, human feces. And I just kind of all by him. And it was this weird kind of thing, like, oh, yes, no, I was trying to say shit. Like human feces, but he didn't understand that, and so I kept going. So I thought you would like that um, that shit story. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Um, from Nick. Uh, All right, I'm done with this. Brilliant narrator, brother, falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know, I I would actually love to be in one of his classes just to right. you know just to kind of sit in the back. Hopefully he's not hammered when he's teaching. I wonder what grade he's teaching or what subject. (laughs) I'm willing to bet. I might actually say social studies. (laughs) You think? Do they even have that anymore? It's probably called something else. I don't know. But uh, yeah. (laughs) Maybe maybe he's brilliant in the class when he's up at the chalkboard and like he's like Robin Williams and Dead Poet Society or something. Yeah, I'm but assuming he, he doesn't teach a class about sh- human shit being on the road. <laughs> but I wouldn't want this guy to warn me to avoid human feces. Like he doesn't, it doesn't sound very effective in, right. in that arena. I but uh, 
God, you know, I, I kind of feel for the guy because the guy slipped. He was about to fight him. It sounded like there was a fight. Like, he thought the guy was telling him the fuck you shit. And then the guy was approaching him as if, like, uh, there's going to be an altercation. Right. And then he slipped in the, in the feces and uh, fell and had feces all over him. Which, at that point, what, do you, what would you do? Like, if uh, your girlfriend fell in a bunch of shit, I mean, mm. I guess you'd pick her up. But God, that'd be so hard not to laugh. Oh, I'd laugh. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> I mean, you got to take her home and hose her off, I guess. I wouldn't let her and back. And I'd yell at her for not looking where she was going. Yeah, but would you that let would her inside happen. the whack-mobile? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I'd make her strip down to nothing. <laughs> yeah, just make her naked. Road head. Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds, sounds like a good idea. You know what? That, that's one thing I got to say. Just avoid. Just stay on the sidewalk. Avoid underpass or overpasses or whatever. Avoid... Um, Alleys. I never walk down alleys in San Francisco. It's just a, either you're going to find amputees blowing each other or you're going to step in human feces. Either one is a horrific, traumatic experience. Something you want to avoid. Uh, people call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, play something dancey update. Some people have been asking about print copies. They're available right now. You can go to uh, Amazon.com or Amazon.co.uk. Do a search for Play Something Dancy, and you get the option of buying it on print or buying it um, in a digital format. I'm working on the audiobook. That's going to take a little while. Um, it took a, lot, a little bit longer than I expected. But uh, this is kind of funny. Some guy called in with a review of it. Not some guy, actually. He's a frequent caller, Jim Bob. Mm. I didn't even think Jim Bob could read. But apparently, he read a lot of books in prison. Hmm. Hey, you too. Motherfuckers, man. This is your old buddy Jim Bob. I ain't gonna do no fucking prison story or no shit because y'all tired of that. Are we tired of those prison stories? I'm not. I'm not. You know, I mean, but we, but Jim Bob, seriously, we have a show to run here, okay? We can't, an entertaining show, we can't run a prison story. It's not, the, this isn't the prison podcast. So, you know, what we try to do is we space it out. So, yeah, I have a couple of your prison stories. I'll play them in due time. You know, right now, we're, we're taking a little break, a little hiatus. <laughs> Dude, you motherfucker, I'm sitting here with my girlfriend one day, and she's reading that fucking Play Something Dancy and laughing like a little bitch. So I'm like, okay, cool. I hadn't read no books in over four years because I read enough books in prison to last me many moons. <laughs> I wonder what he read in prison. Kind Did of Monte Cristo. Think you read The Hobbit? <laughs> <laughs> That's faggot shit. That's faggot shit. They're motherfucker hobbits. They don't know anything about fighting dragons. <laughs> I'd stomp a mud hole in a hobbit's ass. <laughs> I'd feed that hobbit x slacks and hold him down with my prison shiv. Yeah, well, I'd start. And fucking D, you some bitch, man. You, I ain't even gonna give this shit up. <clears throat> but. That fucking shit was awesome. And you wrong some bitch. You fucked over Gigi, but fuck it. That's what I'd have done. Anyway, man, the book was awesome. Motherfuckers need to read that. Anyway, fuck y'all. Keep it fucked off. That bros. You know, I do like a, a nice winning endorsement from Jim Bob. It means mm -hmm. the world to me. You know, fuck like Washington Post or the Publishers Weekly. I don't need that. I need Jim Bob to like that book. <laughs> That's what matters. You need to get it into prison, some prison libraries. 
I need to get that into prison libraries. It's, it's a good idea, actually. It's a market I didn't even think about getting into. Anyway, people, go, uh, go to Amazon.com and do a search for Play Something Nancy, and you can buy yourself a print copy if you want one. Makes a good stocking stuffer. Um, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. Uh, people have been asking us, actually. They're like, why does the end of the show get cut off? You want to know why the end of the show gets cut off? Because you're not subscribing to the show, dickhead. Go to <laughs> iTunes, subscribe. Then it will download to your computer in its entirety. So you'll get to hear the entire show. You're not going to miss the, uh, the song of the week, which usually gets cut off because, I don't know, I think you're only allowed to preview 90 minutes or something. I have no idea. It sounds like internet bullshit. Exactly. Internet malarkey. So Joe Biden over there says. Mm-hmm. Um, subscribe, rate, and comment, and uh, you do help us out. Boost our exposure. Keep us in the top 50, if we can get in that. We used to be top 50 all the time. I think we're like top 100 now. Um, <laughs> comedy podcasts. I mean, there's just more podcasts. That's what happened. But way more That's podcasts. Right. And then there's Explain cooler it. people doing podcasts, like all the, the cool comedian types. You oh, know? yeah. And they're super cool. They're so cool. Uh, also, uh, <laughs> another great Christmas gift idea would be to get a Cheap Trick tea. A Cheap Trick Sick and Wrong tea. They are now available at the Sick and Wrong store. Uh, I think they are fashionable for the entire holiday season, fashionable for the whole family. I mean, you can get one for Granny. You can get one for little nephew Bill. You can get one for Uncle Ted. It's a good shirt to wear just because <laughs> who's, it's... Who's little, who's nephew is named Bill? Oh, you don't know? Oh, this is my cute little nephew. He's four years old. What's his name? Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody names their little kid Bill. He's gonna William, be a, maybe. No, his name's Bill. He's going to be a future hardware store owner. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. <laughs> That's Bill. He's got a fucking sick and wrong cheap trick tee on, and he looks well, quite fashionable. I'm going to go talk to him because he's got something interesting to say. All right. Other than uh, Uncle Rusty over there, who's just screaming at uh, Aunt Myrna. <laughs> And that's that's my idea of the Christian family Christmas. Myrna. Well, whatever. That's a good name. That's kind of an ethnic name. Well, you never know. There's a lot of mixed families now, you know, mixed marriages. <laughs> okay, sure. And then we live in a, a modern era, actually. We have a black president. I don't know if you know about that. Doesn't Jeffrey have a guy, a friend who's a guy who's named Myrna? I don't know if he's an actual man, is he? <laughs> he looks like a man. He has a mustache. They all do, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go to cigarettepodcast.com slash store and buy a t-shirt before Christmas. I'll mail it this week. Finally here, Cigarette Song of the Week came in from Dave from New Jersey. He says, D, you're a Jew. Yes, I am. Yes, yes, I am, Dave. Good observation there. I can't believe you haven't played the Hanukkah metal album. You're probably too busy playing with Jeffrey's dreidel. It's a sexual, sexual innuendo, though. I, I don't a- play with my brothers. Accusing you of. Yeah, I, I don't. I do. I have played dreidel with Jeffrey. I haven't played with his dreidel. I usually <laughs> bring my own. Uh, but this, you know, I totally missed out on this amazing band that this guy sent us. Uh, it's a. It, the album's called Hanukkah Gone Metal, and the band is called Gods of Fire. Uh, they're from New York. And uh, Dave writes that they would make Dio proud. And uh, actually, they would. The guy sounds a lot like Ronnie James. Uh, the song is called, uh, that he sent in, is Eight Days of Victory. He says, play Eight Days of Victory for the song of the week. Happy Hanukkah, bitches. Dave from New Jersey. So we're going to end the show here with uh, Eight Days of Victory. A pretty rousing Hanukkah song. Much better than the dreidel song. 
Although a heavy metal version of the Dreidel song probably would be kind of cool, too. Next week will be the Sick and Wrong annual holiday show spectacular. We're going to have special guests. Uh, Wackley is going to get drunk on eggnog and uh, hopefully not puke while doing the show. Never have before. No, you can handle the nog. Uh, but call in. Call in with your holiday wishes, your questions, your stories. We will play if it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be like a, yeah, a, a, you know, one of those shows that's not going to be planned. There's not going to be any structure. It's going to be a hodgepodge. Special guests, jokes, bits, holiday sing-alongs. be a lot of fun. So uh, stay tuned next week. We'll be back with episode 361. Until then, take it sleazy. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs>
Yeah. 